0: Bob Bernie Bernie Live. Live, looking at today's news through a biblical worldview.
1: Well, you don't have to be around me long at all to know that I am a lover of Israel, I am a supporter of the nation of Israel. I believe they are God's people. I believe that Israel is God's chosen nation. I believe God has a unique plan for the nation of Israel. I believe that the land of Israel belongs to the Jews because God gave it to them as an unconditional covenant. Now, a lot of the covenants that God gave were conditional. They were if-then. If you will do this, I will do this. If you will do this, I will do this. The covenant that God made with Abraham concerning a people, a land, a language, and so forth is not conditional. God said it was an everlasting covenant. So I am an unapologetic admirer, lover of the nation of Israel. I've had the privilege of going three times uh, I don't know that I'll ever be able to go back, but I would in a heartbeat. Uh, however, that does not mean that I have supported everything that the government of Israel has done. It doesn't mean that they're infallible. It doesn't mean that they have made mistakes. It doesn't mean that I would support every decision made by the prime minister, the Knesset, and so on and so on and so on. All right. Concerning COVID. The nation of Israel was so unique, so unusual. When it comes to technology, Israel usually leads the world. Uh, take a look at how many Israeli scientists have made major developments, major discoveries, how many um, uh, awards. The top, the absolutely top scientific awards in the world are often one by israeli scientists uh they are leading the world in agriculture don't have time to go into it but the last time i was in israel i was absolutely blown away what the nation the nation of israel is doing agriculturally they're literally leading the world so agriculture technology the economy and so forth and then covid Sadly and tragically, the nation of Israel became an example of what not to do. The nation of Israel led the entire world in vaccinations. Of course, we were told here in America, all we got to do is get vaccinated. COVID will be over, done, finished. Yep. Yep. It'll If everybody gets vaccinated, it will be done. We will conquer this thing. Well, Israel had the highest percentage of citizens, and I believe this is correct. I didn't check it again today, but I believe this is correct. For quite some time, Israel led the entire world in the percentage of citizens being vaccinated. Now, you would think that if what we were told was true about vaccinations and so forth, they would have conquered that whole COVID thing two years ago. They didn't. They had several waves go through Israel. So they decided, well, we're going to lock it down. That's the answer. Vaccinations, lockdowns. And so not only did they lead the world in vaccinations, they led the world in lockdowns. They locked their airport down. They said, you can't leave Israel. You can't get into Israel. Even though tourism is the number two source of income in the nation of Israel, they shut down all tourism for months. I mean, their lifeblood is tourism. They said, we don't care. We're going to lock this baby down. And they did. Did it stop the waves of COVID? Uh -uh. No. Stop the hospitalization? Eh. No. Stop the deaths? Eh. No. No. Not not really. Uh, They did okay, but there were other countries that did far better than the nation of Israel. As far as COVID is concerned, uh, not a real good track record. As far as COVID is concerned, Uh, our parent company, Salem, canceled at least one, and if I'm correct, maybe two, tours to Israel because you couldn't get in. They were blocking tourists. Now, why did I go through all of that? Because of this headline. COVID, and this is from the Jerusalem Post today. COVID-19 in Israel. Bennett who is the new prime minister, he replaced Benjamin Netanyahu. So again back to the headline. COVID-19 in Israel. Bennett may soon remove all restrictions in Israel. That's good news. It's good news for the Israeli people. It's good news for the millions of people who are waiting to go to Israel on a tour. Uh, Again, quoting the headline, the number of school children in quarantine. Yeah, they were very draconian with the kids concerning COVID as well. Uh, The number of school children in quarantine has fallen dramatically over the last few weeks due to the new government testing system. Again, quoting Prime Minister Naftali Bennett is planning to remove all Omicron restrictions currently in place in Israel by March 1st, according to local news sources. A meeting will take place tomorrow, during which the plan to gradually remove the restrictions will be finalized. The first step will be reopening of Israel to tourists, including children who currently have not been allowed in due to vaccination rules. Uh, For now, the report said the current restrictions in the education system as well as indoor mask mandates will remain in place, but they will be reconsidered next week. So um, it would seem that the nation of Israel is uh, changing course in the way that they have uh, chosen to battle COVID. Good for them i mean it's just so unusual to see the nation of israel not leading the rest of the world in almost everything you 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 just simply cannot study the history of the nation of israel since 1948 well <laughs> long before that, since Abraham, but recently since 1948. You cannot study the history of the nation of Israel and not understand God's hand upon them. If you want something absolutely fascinating, if you haven't done so before, study the Six-Day War. Study, find an objective study of the Six-Day War. Um, uh, I, I had been somewhat informed about the numerous miracles that came about during the six day war. But the last time I was in Israel, one of the things we did, we spent far part of a day visiting a, uh, an area that was literally a bunker, uh, just outside of Jerusalem where Israeli troops, uh, dug in for the Six-Day War, and we were able to hear some of the incredible stories. I mean, in the Six-Day War with Egypt and some of their other enemies, things happened that have no natural military explanation. I mean, even non-believers look at the Six-Day War, shake their heads and say, That makes no sense. The tiny little nation of Israel simply could not have accomplished in that war what they did. Well, it's true. They couldn't without God's intervention. So the whole reason I brought that story to you is that many of you have wanted to go to Israel. Your tour that you planned on going to was canceled. It looks like very, very soon, Israel is going to open once again to tourism. That's good news for everybody. So if you're thinking about taking a tour, maybe you should, uh, maybe you should start examining uh, maybe the tour sponsored by our parent company, Salem Media. Yeah, looks like Israel is going to be open again. Good, good news.
0: talk radio that makes a difference makes a difference this is bob Bernie live
1: well i try to deal with topics that appeal to the overwhelming majority of my audience i realize that on any given topic there are some people who just don't care but i am going to depart and realize that a whole lot of you really don't care about what I'm going to tell you. But, well, I am a car guy, okay? I uh, know I don't own any exotic cars, never have, probably never will. But I've always been a car guy. My dad was a car guy. Oh, my goodness. Uh, now, this is the honest truth. I personally, me, I bought and sold, I believe either four or five cars before I got my driver's license. (laughs) It's true. My dad was always hanging around used car lots. Oh, my goodness. And uh, so I I bought and sold myself personally either four or five cars before I got my driver's license. Ask my wife. Well, no, don't ask my wife because it'll bring up very bad memories. (laughs) (laughs) When, uh, when we first got married, uh, well, we bought and sold a whole bunch of cars. And we spent a lot of time in the early days of our marriage <clears throat> hanging out at car lots, driving this car, that car, turning in this car, trading it in, buying another one. But, yeah, I, fin- I, I finally got over that. <clears throat> but I'm still a car guy. And I realize we have car guys in the audience and maybe some car gals. So I just want to pass this on to the tiny little percentage. And by the way, if you're not a car guy or car car gal, hang with me. I'll get to something that I think will interest you in just a moment. But I just found out the DeLorean is coming back. Yeah, back to the future. Yeah, the DeLorean is coming back. Now, you got to admit, the DeLorean was a cool car. Well, it was a terrible car. It was underpowered. The engine was much too small. They were terribly, terribly unreliable. They were prone to all ca- they were a terrible car, but but they were cool. And they still are. I mean, they were made what? Back in the early 80s? How many how many cars made in the 80s still look cool today? Deloreans still look cool. Well, a company down in Texas bought all of the rights. They bought the name. They bought the rights. They bought all of the parts that were in existence, and they set up shop down in Texas. And they have been rebuilding uh, Deloreans. They're even creating new parts for people who have Deloreans, and they've been in wrecks and so on. Here's the news: they're going to be. They're going to begin building. DeLoreans again, and they're going to be electric. Yeah, they're going to have like a 1,000 horsepower with battery packs and so forth. They're being very closed mouth closed-lipped about what it's going to look like, how much it's going to look like the original DeLorean. But it looks like they've got enough financial backing that they're actually going to start producing brand-new DeLoreans, and they'll be electric. That's going, to be, that's going to be cool. Yeah, yeah, it will. Will I get one? Are you kidding me? Of course not. So anyway, for all of you car guys and gals, the DeLorean is coming back. I think that's cool. Uh, this is not cool, and I hate to leave with this. The uh, producer price index. Now, what is the producer price index? That's the cost to get materials to market, uh, the raw materials, to buy lumber, to buy metal, uh, to make cars, to uh, to make refrigerators, uh, to make uh, furniture with wood. The producer price index is the price for the materials to make things. Well, we know that overall inflation is, is up what? 7.6%? The producer price index is up 9.7% in the last 12 months. Rounded up 10%. 10%. Now, what does that tell us? Well, this is a prequel, if you will, to the retail prices. Retail prices are up almost 8%. But the cost of the materials to make all of those products, how long does that take to impact the retail market? Weeks? Months? Almost 10%. The highest jump in decades. Yeah, the highest jump in decades. The Bureau of Labor Statistics released the report just yesterday. And according to this report, the Bureau of Labor Statistics says, uh, pardon me, the, I keep saying it's so good I don't have to talk for a living. The Bureau of Labor Statistics says continue, (laughs) my goodness, I gotta end the program. The the Bureau of Labor Statistics says that inflation continues to run red hot, and blue. Again, this is a quote. Blue past investor expectations. This is the gauge on prices paid for goods used to make products such as metal. Lumber for frames, grains for cereal, even the glue used to package a product, or the foil safety seal on jars of peanut butter, blah, 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 blah. It is a measure of inflation upstream. So in other words, whatever happens there will eventually hit the retail market and your pocketbook, which means inflation is not going away anytime soon, and it looks like it's going to get even worse. Elections have consequences. Hey, folks, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful evening, but please remember whose
0: you are. Listen, listen, think, think, discern, discern.